Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as she travels the Vortex and arrive at episode 404, where we're having danger for breakfast. Not really, we're going to have cereal, or croissants, or fried little Portuguese. Oh, never mind. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Hungry for, hungry for breakfast? I do, actually. I could crave a croissant right now. Would you like a <laughs> you side? You could crave one? I could crave one. You could crave one. Would you like I'm a side of danger? I'm <laughs> the side of danger. <laughs> you guys do anything fun this week? I finished Drift, the Doctor Who novel, fourth Doctor novel, oh, I by it. Simon A. Ford. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think it's only weakness. It's only weakness. And it's not even to its detriment because there are a lot of interesting characters. But there's a lot of characters in the book, which, funny enough, I think is the one thing that we came down on um, Scary Monsters on. Yeah. There's a lot of people to keep track of. And there are a lot of interesting characters, and the character development for some of them is great. Uh, there's a lot of side characters that I think could have been trimmed, but when you've got this like um, strike force team, you kind of need a lot of people. And for what they get into, it makes sense why he used so many characters. But that was my only downfall. Is I I would kind of forget who was who on some of the really peripheral characters when they were talking about them. It could have been, you know, Unit Man number one. Not Unit, but Snow. What is it? Right. I can't remember the name of the unit. Snow something. Uh, you know, Man One or something. I just, <laughs> I, you could write it that way, but it didn't, I don't think it needed that many named characters. It's good. It's it's. Oh, the other the other thing that I think it probably could have done better is is Simon's got the do, the Fourth Doctor's voice and he's got Leela's voice, but the the uh, Fourth Doctor is. Uh, sidelined for a good chunk of the first part of the book and by sidelined I mean just just not utilized enough um, once you get about a third to halfway through the book the doctor's there a lot but uh, he, he's he's absent for a good chunk of the book and I, I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen more especially since Simon writes him so well and then uh, our FBI agents that were introduced, well, introduced to us in Scary Monsters. This is this book surrounds them, and now I want Simon to go off and write some <laughs> just just stories of these guys. In fact, I told him I said we need to get Sean and, a- and Andy to let him do a Lethbridge Stewart novella and mm. just focus it on uh, Agent Parker and Agent uh, uh, Quaternero. Man, they they are an interesting duo, and I can't say much more about them, but I know a whole lot more about them now, huh. <laughs> and it's really intriguing. So, there, I'll give you a little bit. I think that that scary monsters kind of give us this. They kind of have this Mulder and Scully thing going on, you know, just kind of the the way that they the it kind of felt that way, are. yeah. But uh, boy, they're a lot more in depth, a lot more in depth than we get in scary monsters. Hmm. I think the other thing I did was, and I've well, I've seen it dozens and dozens of times. It's just one of my favorite movies. I watched uh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. I love that. I movie. do too. It's so good. We watched uh, Hotel Transylvania three. What'd you think? It was okay. Yeah, it had a f- couple of good moments, but nowhere near the caliber of the first two. Nope. I still haven't seen the second one. I, I absolutely love the first one. The, the second one's really good. still quite not enjoyable. The second one. I don't know if I think I like the first one best, but 
There's a lot of great moments in the second one. The third one kind of feels like it should have been straight, straight to DVD, and they could have got like not Adam Sandler and any of the actual cast, and it would have been the same. <laughs> they wanted the money. Yeah, <laughs> they but, knew that if they put it in the theater, people yeah. would come see it because the first two were so good. I watched um, The Shining, which oh. I had never seen. You've never, never seen, seen it. The I had never I'm seen surprised the that there are so many. Because you're not a horror movie fan. Very much not. And so, <laughs> but, you but you're a huge Stephen King fan, so I'm really surprised you had at least seen, I mean, you saw Christine, what, what, a week ago, and The Shining now. And There's really only a handful of King stuff that I had seen. I've read, uh, I, I don't know, probably three-fourths of the books, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and again, I had, I'd seen all the bits, you know, I'd seen the blood in the elevator, I'd seen the twins in the hallway, I'd seen the, here's Johnny, I'd seen the maze, I just never had watched it all at once, and I feel cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Having seen all those bits in yeah. advance yeah, of the because movie. Yeah. Those are the moments. It's such a slow burn. It is, it really is. And it's this gradual ramp up as you follow his descent into madness, that those moments become bigger and more shocking. And, you know, as you go, but when you've already seen that moment, it really loses the, the impact of it. And I feel like, I Oh that. man, you gypped yourself on this one. It's, it's good. Although unlike Christine, which I think very much feels like a Stephen King movie more than a John Carpenter movie. The Shining still feels like a Kubrick, Kubrick film. film yeah. it, right. it just overrides totally. everything. It just it. really, really feels yeah. Kubrick. Which again, it's not a bad thing. No. I just I, I I appreciate Kubrick, but I don't particularly like Kubrick. I know that's sacrilegious from film circles, but well, oh, I don't know Kubrick. He, in in my opinion, he's kind of hit and miss. There's some yeah, things he does really well, and there's some things that he just overdoes. But yeah, it's it's just there's there's a pretty big hole in my horror movie knowledge, and so this is kind of. All right, I'm going to go back and start filling in this hole. We did a haunted house at my work. So yeah, how'd that go? A lot of my week uh, was spent, well, more than week, but (laughs) was really gearing up because we did it Friday. It went really well. Uh, We had about 120 people come, and it was just for for the employees and families. So for that, it was pretty good. Most of our staff, as opposed to downtown, but we had a few people from downtown. We were pretty happy with the turnout. We had... Eight different rooms that different units decorated, and then we decorated a major hallway uh, all the way through it and different themes, and each room tied into what each section did somehow. So, like, the... well, And people got to vote on their favorite room, and the, the room that won was the Virology Serology Unit, who test for various things, including Zika, and that was the theme of their room. It was a jungle laboratory. So it was a skeleton that died of Zika and mosquitoes all around and black lights. It was really, really well done. All right, shall we move on to news? Let's. Unfortunately, we only have one bit of news, and it's some sad news. Derek Sherwin passed away. For those who don't know, Derek Sherwin was a script editor in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, uh, starting with The Web of Fear, uh, to mind The Mind Robber, and then he wrote The Invasion... And then was a producer from the War Games to Spearhead from Space. So he kind of spearheaded, no pun intended there, uh, the transition from uh, Trout to Pertwee. Yeah. And an integral part of creating Unit. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Time Lords, it was his idea, according to Terrence Dix. And he was responsible for hiring Terrence, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he? yeah. So really, 90% of New Who, uh, when I say New Who, I mean anything post... Derek Sherwin. Derek Sherwin. <laughs> uh, he, he was kind of responsible for that. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> Not New New Who. <laughs> now we've got classic Who, New Who, and New New Who. Postmodern right. Who. Yeah, postmodern <laughs> Uh, and that's it for news alright well I think we got a bit of uh, feedback this week we sure we? do we do first up is Holly one is the loneliest feedback that you ever wrote two could be as bad as one it's the loneliest number since the number one. Oh. I did that because this was the only piece of feedback we got <laughs> on Glenn's recommendation. And just as a reminder, no guilt there. if you're watching the show and listening to the podcast and would like to send us your thoughts, you can. Keith, how can they do that? They can send it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com or on our website, travelingthevortex.com. Just fill out the send us feedback tab. Or if you're on Facebook, you can just fill out the send us an email section and it will shoot it over to us. It is just that easy. And then we will read it out, which is what I am about to do now. Arachnids in the UK. Holly writes, hey guys, a creepy crawly episode to say the least. Chris Noth can play a jerk of a character rather well. Nice to see Yaz's family. Felt for Graham when he went back to his flat and imagined Grace there. I was Almost wondering if the spiders weren't ancestors or related to the spiders from Metabilis 3. Didn't see the twist or connection with the toxic waste from Jacob Robertson's business dealings. We also get the name of drop of Amelia Earhart and that the doctor has sisters. There's some going there's some there's some backstory there that I wouldn't mind finding out about more. The ending with Yaz, Graham, and Ryan telling the doctor they want to stay with and traveling with her was great. I'll wrap it up here. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Well, since that's our only bit of feedback, let's move on to our review. Yes. Arachnids in the UK. Something's happening with the spiders in this city. The Doctor, Yaz, Graham, and Ryan find their way back to Yorkshire and Yaz's family, only to find something is stirring amidst the eight-legged arachnid population of Sheffield. It's supposed to be Yorkshire. Somewhat appropriate this episode aired this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I was saying that last week, that I thought it was kind of cool that we're getting a proper creepy episode this close to Halloween. So my alternate open was having Sean say, the spiders, oh God, the spiders, why? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do with that, John? That was pretty much my reaction. To whole thing. Um, for those that don't know, I, yeah, kind of have that phobia. Um, and... Not like the characters who claimed to have the phobia because they're like, oh, yeah, I have a phobia about spiders. And then they went looking. It's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> just, just I'll be over here if you Sean need me. Sean would have went screaming from the building. I'd have been on the first flight he, out of London. <laughs> like, he would have, yeah, he would never even got to the hotel. She is, he, he's nearly the meme incarnate of I burned the house down to kill the spider. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny that happened once. Um <laughs> Yeah, about the time the first football-sized one scuttled out from under the thing, it was like, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to handle this very well, am I? And, of course, Mel's just as bad. She she doesn't doesn't deal well either. 
And when it comes to movie spiders, there, there, there's, there's different degrees. And I, I think I've told the story before about the giant spider invasion, which is what started this phobia. Um, but it's the, the, the itty bitty ones. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm usually okay. You get up to tarantula size and it starts to, and it's just the way they move. I just, they scuttle. I don't like things that scuttle. And then they get up to, you know, the size of Buicks. <laughs> and like the big mama one. That's terrifying to me. Now, when they get like Aragog size in Harry Potter, then it's like, oh, that that's that looks fake. That's not scary to me. He's too big. I, I feel like I can effectively run away from that one. But that mid-sized bus, <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. Ah, oh, it's horrifying. Um, so high marks. For, for that. So you thought the spiders looked good? I thought the spiders looked Man, really yeah, good. Yeah, I thought the, the, the so special effects were amazing. They were really, really good. It would be interesting to see how they hold up in a couple of years. Yeah. I will not CGI. be rewatching this one. So that's, <laughs> I'm not sure I'll watch this one again soon. I, I have a mild ick about spiders, but this one creeped me out. Man, I... I watched it once, and I thought, this is one that I'm liable to crawl over the back of this couch and watch from behind the sofa. because, And it wasn't even so... It, it had a lot of creepy scare factor to it. But, man, it's just the, just the creepiness of the spiders. Ugh. And th- this is something that I, I really... See, I couldn't watch from behind the sofa because who knows what's behind the sofa. Because <laughs> there might be spiders. <laughs> spiders there, there, there might be spiders. Um, I, I give them I full props for doing this where... I think a lot of people probably have, maybe not a full-blown phobia, but they're a little creeped out by spiders. That's not a pleasant thing for the most part. Not usually. But throughout the whole episode, we get a very positive scientist role model who is very matter-of-fact about the spiders. We get not alien menace, not planet of the spiders spiders. These aren't the eight legs. They're just they're earth spiders and they're confused they we are... get an american corporate businessman that's up to no good <laughs> right right the, the the spiders themselves are broken and they're they're, they're lost and out confused of normal... and they're, they're acting out and it's it's not you know they're not actively going out to kill people they're not trying to be malevolent they're just spiders doing what spiders do but they're doing it weirdly because of this well, other influence. they make such a great point of saying that almost without saying the spiders in your home aren't going to behave this way because of this right that these aren't normal spiders and they almost placates the fear because i really like these spiders aren't going to come do that i love i really like the fact that they were striking that balance between yeah we did something really scary and they could have they could have gone to the moon and (laughs) had lunar spiders or brought back or they could have done moffat and made normal spiders even scarier yeah but they didn't. It was just like they're, they're acting weird because of this. Unfortunately, the because of this that they came up with, I found to be kind of ludicrous. Really? It's a landfill, and it's giving off methane, and it's enclosed, which is kind of creating a toxic dump, which is what's mutating. I don't know. And, and the same the destruction people are the same people that service the lab that well, are creating the experiments. It wasn't just the, the toxic waste. It was toxic These, waste from the lab where they were doing experiments on the spiders to grow them bigger so that they could study the webbing in order to create stronger... Among various other yeah, things. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that was a little more palatable sure. for me I mean, than it wasn't just junk in the bottom of a basement right. or a coal mine. The, the, the fact that we already started off with spiders that could grow larger 
Okay, I'm fine with that sign. Although, you know, having seen Deep Blue Sea, this is not a good idea. <laughs> but we'll let that go for now. Well, look why, at the spiders in Australia. Why would you want a big spider? No. Yeah, same. I no. mean, so it's... I've it's seen not, that picture. No. Without the realm of possibility in normal Well, they tried too. to give it some scientific speak of, you know, uh, a spider will continue to grow. And it's right. one of the only creatures that will as long as it has what it needs to live. Right. So, I mean, we... Birds eat them and we step on them, so that's why they don't grow so big around here. But, but you're right. In Thankfully. Australia, they get up to the size of a dog. Yeah, and I, dog. and and I, I could be wrong. Even with the, the and I was glad that they they went there. Um, know thy enemy, um, <laughs> because spiders have um, what is it? Uh, exoskeleton. Yeah, that they can't get beyond a certain size. That they'll, they'll continue to grow as long as they have what they need. But at some point, they're going to tap out just because. They cannot lift their body, so or can't breathe, or can't breathe in this yeah, case. And it was like, case, oh, yeah. okay, that's really cool that you guys went there because again, it was it, it felt like they were really towing that science line that I tend to like in my Doctor Who. Yeah. So we went back to the science part of it, and then the jerk comes in with a gun and seems to indicate that that's the solution to the problem. And it wasn't, and she was dying anyway, but th- that's the climax of the thing is, oh, you made me feel bad for the spider, but I really didn't, and because uh, I, di- I didn't get the chance to before she was killed, and I'm angry at that guy already, so I don't know, I don't know quite what they were going for with the end Well, of I think that that, that I, th- I think that character was written as a statement or comment on the, so- on the current social climate. And particularly, I think it was a dig at the U.S. And oh, I'm, okay, I'm actually yeah. okay with that because <laughs> I think it's warranted. Um, but oh, yeah. I, it just, yeah, I think it was just, I mean, we, Doctor Who has never been, you know, lacking in social commentary. And I think this was just somebody's opportunity. Chibnall, I think, Chibnall wrote, wrote this. It. He wrote it alone. He wrote, it all, he wrote this yeah. one alone. So yeah. I think this was his way of, you know, in, inserting some political statement into it which you know it's it's fine it wasn't it wasn't subversive but it wasn't overly aversive so you know I was I, okay with my it. biggest problem with the episode is the lack of resolution okay so mama spider dies we get that resolution but then the rest are just trapped in the safe room to, for six months to, until they die to starve to death that's not that's super is, humane isn't it yeah is well, it I more humane than shooting the spiders so that it yeah doesn't suffer i in... think that's what you're supposed to walk away with it was a mercy killing more and then did they just go or, and shoot all the rest or did they just leave them down there? or do they die naturally because and i think their point at least the scientist point was that i mean in nature when they run out of food a food source they die so all we're doing is we're creating a situation where they're going to run out of a food source source eventually. I got the impression from the food that was in the panic room, they would, they would be able to live for a while. would be able to live for six months like like he would. So they so just happened my to other question them. then becomes, okay, these aren't normal spiders. They're mutated. They're evolved. They're changed. Who says they're going to die? They're mutated. I wouldn't say they're evolved. Uh, they're, they're changed. They they're mutated. mutated. Who, why, what, how do we know they're going to actually die? Well, we'll go we don't know how smart back they are. Maybe they'll six months and see if they. Maybe they'll break and out and. At least plus, they can't. At least they can't open doors. <laughs> Click. What about the rest of the spiders throughout the city too? 
Because that was an they, they didn't I didn't get the impression they drew all the spiders throughout the entire city, no. just the ones in the hotel. I get the impression though that the biggest ones were there. The the the, the ones that what about the one on the a, well, flat? That was huge. Yeah, and and uh, well, there was the one in Grant's apartment that or right. that had shed its uh, exoskeleton yeah. or its skin. So the, what about the ones that escaped the hotel? Yeah, there's no resolution for that. Well, but I don't get the impression that they're continuing to. Mutate and grow. There were certain ones well, that did. Keep These were and keep babies. Growing. Well, not necessarily. This particular one did because it was the carcass that came from the source. The rest of them. I mean, I, I get the impression that you know they're gonna they'll call an exterminator. You got a spider calling exterminator. They no longer had the pheromones drawing them to that one location anymore. Because the mother spider died. The big giant spider died. So I get the impression that they'll go on to live their lives and exterminators will come out and take care of really big spiders as opposed to mostly tiny ones. So <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think that that was left open ended. I don't think that it, it, it was necessitated a the rest of the UK because once we got to the hotel, they kind of implied that the rest of the UK in fact the doctor says something to the fact that, you know, these other spiders are, are nothing you don't nothing to worry about now this is where mm. the, the the problem is and since they took care of that problem i think one the thing that i wanted to see them do though was and maybe they it's a holdout for something they could do with this idiot character later <laughs> oh uh, yeah it definitely feels like he could of, come back yeah. uh you know what did they do with the landfill underneath because all that yeah. Waste is still under there. I, I expected it was a torch that or something. See, that's um, I'm with Keith. I feel like I the wanted to, I wanted to see great. the end of the episode with the entire hotel on fire, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I, <laughs> there, that solves the entire issue. <laughs> Brought the flamethrower, burned the house down to kill the spider. Done. <laughs> we know it works. Um, Brought the stuff for s'mores. <laughs> but yeah, I, Ooh, I got I, the extra and, toxic and, flavor. Now, wasn't there a scene though where when everybody's running around doing stuff isn't there a bit where the doctor's putting together some sort of chemical because I, I i got the impression that they weren't luring no them into it, the... it was the uh uh she wasn't putting together chemicals she just get to get all the essential oils you possibly can because spiders don't like them so they were going to use that to drive her in oh so they were using that yeah. to her that's how oh, they right. that's yeah that's kind of like the garlic and yeah, okay well because yeah. i got the impression that she was basically making a bug bomb and that once no, they got no. them into the room she was going to set it off and i went well that's no, there's certain essential oils that Terrible. spiders just don't like, and so it's more of a protection. Okay. Thing, so that much I got. Okay, <laughs> I got that part too. Yeah, no, see, I was I was under the impression that it was the other. Yeah. But I, I'm with you. I, I think it needed a resolution because if the spiders are not, if they were lured in and killed, then that to me sends kind of the wrong message that you structured everything else so well to try and say there's no reason for you to be afraid of spiders. And you, you, you kind of flubbed it at the finish line. But if they were left alone in the room, okay, they're going to what? They're going to die of starvation or they're going to eat the food for six months and then die of starvation. And then probably eat each other and then die of starvation. That, that's also horrible and kind of flubs at the finish line to do that. Or a crazy scientist is going to come and break into that vault and get a whole bunch of genetic material and start mutating these spiders. Okay, I guess you set up a sequel idea, but you know, yeah, I don't. I see where you guys are coming from, and I, I agree that you know they, what I, I don't know to that see? they really flubbed it at this finish line because I think that that they they gave it some closure. I just think that they probably didn't. 
I think ultimately, though, what you're left to think about is, A, should it have been a mercy killing? B, was it right to let nature take its course, just guide it a little bit? Or C, you know, do we... I don't know what, or what, or what is, or see what's the other alternative. And I think we're supposed to think about that. I don't think we're supposed well, to. Well, I, I think with the fact that you didn't torch the toxic waste dump, that any spider yeah, that was my, happens I, to wander in there, the process could conceivably start again. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have the the stuff from the lab, but it, it, it it's conceivable that it could happen. You want to, honestly, I hate to say this because it's going to be, it, it sounds like nerd boy fan, but you know how you fix it? The doctor carts them all off at the end of the episode and drops them off on a certain planet. <laughs> and goes, blue crystals. Here, and... you guys can live out the rest of your lives and everything's fine. And then we pan to the TARDIS scanner and they've landed on Metabolus 3 in the past. And this is where the... Oh, okay. Oh, fixed. Okay. I almost thought they were going to go that direction. I'd have been fine with that. But yeah. instead, we're left with this. So what happened to the spider? I don't know. Well, yeah. and and plus the jerk American kind of gets away scot free. Mm-hmm. I sort of made me think that maybe they're bringing that because that's a that's a big actor too. Yeah, I don't know, a big actor, but a, you know he's a he's a well known big name. Yeah, a big American name more right. than anything. A Hollywood star. Was he? He was a Mad Men. Is that what he was on? On uh, he was on Sex in the City. Sex in the City. Yeah, that's right. And then a Law and Order show. That's what I'm thinking of. He was on a Law and Order. Yeah. yeah. Okay. President Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Ed Sheeran? <laughs> so what I loved about the episode was the Doctor and the Companions and the supporting yep. cast. Yep, 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 yep. I thought this was a nice way to 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 also kind of show the uh, Companions ready to go home, Companions getting home and realizing what they have at home and what they're missing out on if they don't go back and companions going back and saying hey we want to come with you that was it was nicely done and i think it delivered on that very well just that moments early on when they all are okay see ya and the doctor's so almost mopey until she gets invited to tea was just so great to show how much she already uh cares for these people and grant's comment don't leave until you know we come back. It's like, dude, that hasn't worked in the history of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back for a proper bite. Uh huh. Sneak, yeah. sneak, sneak. <laughs> um, Although this time, I think it would have, she would have stuck around even if the spider invasion hadn't happened. Yeah, I think so, so. For a proper goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I I love the continuing evolution of these companions. I, it was really nice to get more of Yaz. Um, I really liked her mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not sure about her crazy Not dad bringing uh, bringing trash into the house, but okay. Well, but that that, that went tied full in. circle. It tied completely. And in fact, unfortunately, I kept going. Yeah, you're the one that brought the spider to the neighbor's house that killed the neighbor. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I, I like the fact that the the mom says uh, has the line about you know it is a conspiracy. My husband's right. <laughs> you know how annoying it is to admit my husband's right. <laughs> But um, I, I really, really continue to enjoy the way that Ryan and Graham are struggling through this. Yeah. How do we define our relationship? And they get right up to the verge of, you know, I read the letter and, you know, proper family. I don't like the way he said that. And it's like, oh, wow, Ryan's really softening here a little bit. And I kept waiting for the big emotional moment from Graham. Ryan. Instead, it's, did you check did you the check ceiling? ceiling? No. And <laughs> so immediately Mel and I were like, here it comes again. <laughs> yep. But um, 
Yeah, so, yeah. I, I absolutely love the way they're portraying grief in this season so far, of especially with Graham and him seeing her everywhere in the flat. It's so it heartbreaking. <laughs> he is, my, he it's is a little reminiscent of what we're getting with Alice in the Eleventh Doctor. Comic. A little bit, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, which is is cool. We've got an older companion who's lost. Oh man, I'm right there. Yeah. It was nice to see Grace again, even if it was just a grief hallucination. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, that guy, <laughs> and I like the scientist lady that yeah. we met. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not. And Yaz's like, mom. You're not supposed to like that guy. So. No. <laughs> Tell me exactly what happened. Spider came out of the bathtub and ate my bodyguard, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many great At least jokes the doctor remembered this, later. Oh, this must be Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> she opened it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Holly is completely, she's like you, right? probably even more so, completely uh, arachnophobic. She's. Uh, it's another film I have not seen. Yeah. <laughs> she is completely arachnophobic. <laughs> not happening. And uh, it. Events came about this weekend. We were just so busy that we didn't get a chance to watch it. And so last night, I thought, well, I'm going to sit watch this because I've got to have it watched to review it tonight. And I knew I was going to uh, not have a chance to see it. So I sit down and watch it. And she was getting ready to go to bed. And I texted her and I said, yeah, I think I just skipped this one. If I were you, I would just fill you in on plot details. Don't even bother watching this one. You will not make it through it anyway. So, And Mason probably won't make it through it either. So. Caitlin will, but she's like three episodes behind. What was she's the always worst got something one? going on. Huh? What was the worst one? For worst me? Spider? Yeah. What was the worst spider? Uh, the, the spiders didn't bother me. so I, I think I for me, the, the, the worst one was when uh, Grant and Ryan are going to trap it. Trap one. <laughs> that was the worst one, I thought. And then the ones in the, the hallway coming the back at him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And up lid. It's like no. Well, then they had it, and I was thought, okay, that's the yeah. Just make sure you keep that lid on, and then yeah, then more of them come, and I thought, oh gosh, that scene I thought was fairly very creepy with yeah. them in the hallway coming at them in the dark. Mm. Yeah, because you don't know where or what. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. I'm not afraid of spiders, but that scene was probably the most impactful for well, me. The other part of it was the the sound effects of the. Clinkity, 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 clinky from inside the pot. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not dealing with I think the one in the apartment bothered me too, but I think probably because that was the first instance of a large one that, you know. that I didn't expect them to be that large when I when they first yeah, showed up. Yeah. yeah. Although we had just seen the carcass of the one in uh, yeah. Graham's attic. So. Well, I couldn't it, see it very well. It was kind of dark. Yeah, it's, it's dark. Well, he's reaching down to touch he's it. Down to touch I know it. it's about spiders, and I'm like, what are you doing? And it was when later he came running up and said, there's this, you won't believe this carcass, and, or this, not carcass, uh, this shell that it had shed it. And I goes, okay, I probably would have been more inclined to touch it if I knew it was the shell. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> But so I gave him a pass on that one. But as he was reaching down, touching, what are you doing? Have you not seen Alien? That's a face hugger. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also really like this little, the subtle, slow introduction of the spiders with the cobwebs just slowly building throughout the episode as it goes, and to the point where it's taking up the entire wall of the hotel. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah. Even before you, if you did for some reason miss the title card and didn't know which episode you were watching, and just caught it right after the ti- opening credits. You would see this, the hints of the spiders coming forward. By the way, 
why would you fire the manager of the hotel immediately? Why wouldn't you start firing cleaning staff first? I mean, it wasn't her fault that the rooms. He was were just dirty. taking his anger out. Yeah, on well, I, don't right I don't think it was weird. just because of the rooms. I think it was because he had come down to have the secret meeting about the toxic waste dump right, that was under right. the thing, and here's somebody who's not supposed to be here. Yeah, he, nah, she was, might have overheard something. Yeah, true. Were this another show, she probably would have been killed. Kind of a low body count for. How many, well, we don't know how many bodies were dangling down in there. We only, we only saw, saw two. the two, but there may have been more. Uh, so only three people we saw dead. The woman in the flat and the two at the. Yeah. You can probably house. assume the name? next door flat of Graham's probably has a body too. I don't, I don't like it when. <laughs> Why? Why is? Why do people in horror situations act dumb? Why? Why is that? Why, it's a troll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch the spider carcass, and then the little miss. I've got my cell phone out, and I'm walking down into what is obviously a catacomb of some sort. And I, this is my evidence. No, <laughs> just no. Well, Bad idea. At that point, she. To be fair, she, she doesn't know about know the spiders. The spiders even exist. She was going to deal with the toxic waste. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. The, yeah the, they don't know about the sti- spiders until the, the at least the people associated with the hotel don't know about the spiders until the one breaks until Kevin. the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it eats Kevin or takes Kevin away. Um, so uh, she was walking down there with her phone to get that evidence because she was covering her own butt. Yeah. So it wasn't like. She was walking into peril. She just thought she she's probably been in there a dozen times. I probably overreacted because I was already on high alert. So. <laughs> <laughs> Watching her go down, I was like, no. <laughs> we said no a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, um, continuing my complaint with the doctor's wardrobe. <laughs> it really stood out to me, this one, where they land and they come out. And Grant and Ryan are pulling on gloves, and they're all standing there shivering because it's so cold. And she's wearing shorts, and I'm like, <laughs> she's got the two heartbeats. She's warm. And that matter. one story that we read so long ago with it the third doctor it fixes all really, of those issues. It really illustrated to me that now this once again this is just impractical. And then I noticed, and I don't know if this is a Jodie Whittaker acting thing or not. Does, the doctor seems out of breath all the time. They, they they get to wherever they're going, and she starts to deliver the first line of dialogue, and she sounds like she's exhausted because she's already explained something for an hour. I haven't noticed. It, 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 it just it seems very much like she's okay. Tell me what's going on. It's like I now Grant. I, I expect. I, you know, I love the fact that Grant shows up and he's keeled over, going, "There's a spider in the ballroom." <laughs> I, I had, love that. I hadn't noticed that. I hadn't noticed that either. I, I know it's going to seem like, oh, Sean's being critical and do nitpicky and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I just. I loved her alienness in this story, too. With the offhanded stories and the trying to make small talk. And not knowing who the guy was, thinking maybe it's Ed Sheeran. Because she <laughs> yeah. always hears about Ed Sheeran in this time. <laughs> and it's not so oddly alien that it's off putting. It's. It's just, just charming. It's just, it's just babbling. And when at, the, at the dinner table, you're doing that again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought I was making small talk. No, <laughs> I'll get a purple couch and sit on it. 
What? I was so hoping that you were going to hide behind it. <laughs> Just to, to have the doctor go, I could get a sofa, a big purple one, and then I could hide behind it. <laughs> no, we didn't go there. But we did go there. That would have been something uh, the 11th doctor would have said, though. Yes. Yeah. Hide yeah. But we did get an official Team TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a cool moment. That was a cool moment. So what should we call ourselves? And I like the new uh, Vortex when we get to see the inside of it. Kind of fits with the opening theme. I liked it. It's pretty neat. Good visualization. Uh, and uh, to, to be fair, and maybe it's just because it's growing on me a bit, but I think also we got to see like larger expanses of it, better better angles of it. I like the TARDIS. I don't like it better, but I, I was I was more okay with the TARDIS. Uh, still it's don't like all that crystalline. Growing on me a little bit more. Yeah, well, so it's not bothering so me as that much. I, I, I still think it's too dark, and it. it, it I love the walls, though. Oh, I love the walls, but it's just it's lit too dark. It's a different take on the roundels, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I, I agree with you. The more I see them, the more I think the crystal pillars are just too large. Yeah, they're they're eating too up big. too much space too much in there. there. Yeah. I didn't like, but there's the more space around those crystals in these shots today, so I was more appreciative of that. Yeah, I almost wonder if the walls are not. If they were smart, they built the room. <laughs> the set department built the room so, you so could, that those walls could move. So oh, you yeah. Could put your film, camera wherever you yeah. need to. Unlike Paramount, which every time they redesigned the Enterprise Bridge and built a new one up through, I think, Star Trek V, they built a circle and then went, oh, <laughs> we can't back the camera up any further because there's a wall here. Um, I didn't like the Vortex. It felt a little too Bill and Ted. TARDIS is traveling along in the tunnel. It's like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. And then it's in this big chasm full of holes. I was like, what is that? See, that's like a nexus point, and they can choose which offshoot they're going to go on. I like, I especially like the the big hole and the uh, other holes everywhere around. I have spe- yeah. yeah. That, that to me calls to mind. That- it's a new concept of, okay, if you take a left, here you go to ancient Rome. You take a right, here you go to the future Rome. I mean, it's... I agree. Uh, I, I like that it. Was, that was clever. I'd never seen. Think of it like a highway, Sean. I know it's more like a wibbly wobbly, <laughs> a big ball of, ball of wi- exactly. <laughs> it's not a single corridor throughout time and space. I think it should be. Well, if it was just time in one location, yes, it could be a corridor. But then you got to move through space too, and that's where everywhere else, everything else comes into play. It's just me. It is just you. <laughs> I know. I, I, it's grumpy fanboy. Grumpy yep. fanboy. I'm just not going to win that one. I understand that, but. I just I didn't care for it. But it also came after the title, so. <laughs> what? The, the, the shot. Oh, because, the it, was, because the, it wasn't in the opening title? No, the fact like that it? we'd already seen Arachnids, it was, I was on oh, edge. Okay. So oh, okay. <laughs> already got you Yeah, <laughs> this could have been the greatest episode ever. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the end of it when they all decide that they want to be on the TARDIS and... Each of their motivations, mm-hmm. I think, was fantastic. And her being forthcoming with, you know, I, yeah. I can't guarantee your safety. They were like, okay. Probably the most consensual uh, joining of the TARDIS yeah. ever. <laughs> Especially since it started with so much like the first Doctor of almost kidnapping them. Right, right. And again, That's Graham. not her fault. Though. No, it wasn't, <laughs> but still. And again, Graham, you know. I don't want to be at home grieving. I'd rather yeah. be, you know, just... Especially Graham's motivations. Just nailed it. Yeah. Agreed. Anything else with this one? 
I don't think so. There All were right. spiders. Well, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Uh, next week, I don't remember what next week's episode is. Tarunga Conundrum. Something like that. Yeah, that one. We're going to cover that. The, the, I can't say that word. The Tarunga Conundrum. Something like that. Yeah, it sounds like you I think, got conundrum right. I think it's a sci-fi word. To 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 Saranga to T S U R A N G A. It's probably Saranga. Okay, Saranga. The Saranga conundrum. Yeah, you probably just barely touched the. T-S-S-R-A-N-G-A. Well, because it looks like Tunguska, but it's not. So let me see it. We'll just all give it a shot. Let's sure. All, let's all take a stab. <laughs> this week on Traveling the Vortex, the boys mispronounce everything. Yeah, but that T is somewhat silent. I bet it's Saranga. Saranga conundrum. Okay, we're going to review the Sananger Canoe. <laughs> Saranga. <laughs> Saranga. Next week, Glenn's responsible for saying the title. <laughs> Unless they tell us how to pronounce it in the episode. Well, it's like, I think it's like Tsunami, or there's, you know, there's a T in front of that. Tsunami. 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 Tsunami, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, don't forget, uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Stitcher, Player FM. Um, there's always one I forget. Tune in. That's the one. Tune in. And uh, you can uh, you know point your uh, podcast aggregator towards our RSS feed, too, and uh, get our episode in your feed every week. So please do that. If you want to support us and uh, help this podcast continue to go and grow, um, you can join our. Uh, you can join us as a patron supporter, and uh, there is a link on our website that'll take you right to where you need to be in order to do that, and uh, it'll take you right through the process. Thank you for those of you that are still supporting us. We appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.